Hello, this is John McCormick, the pastor of Crossword Christian Center in Round Rock, Texas, with a word for you on the go. Today's word will come from the Gospel of John, chapter 9, the Gospel of John, chapter 9, verses 35 through 41, John, chapter 9, verses 35 through 41. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation, but you can find whatever version or translation of the Bible you have handy because it will still do the same thing. John chapter 9, beginning at verse 35, reads like this. When Jesus heard what had happened, he found the man and asked, Do you believe in the Son of Man? The man answered, Who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. You have seen him, Jesus said, and he is speaking to you. Yes, Lord, I believe, the man said, and he worshiped Jesus. Then Jesus told him, I entered this world to render judgment, to give sight to the blind and to show those who think they see that they are blind. Some Pharisees who were standing nearby heard him and asked, are you saying we're blind? If you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty, Jesus replied, but you remain guilty because you claim you can see. For the next few minutes, I want us to meditate from the question, can you see? Now, at first blush, you would think that this particular question that I have posed to you comes from the physical perspective. That is, can you physically see? But this particular passage of scripture, this particular story doesn't really have to do with physical sight as much as it has to do with spiritual sight. Yes, there is a miracle that's performed here. I'm not trying to minimize it in in any way whatsoever, but there's something else that's at play. There's something else that the gospel writer wants us to get from this story, and it really has to do with spiritual blindness. Can I give you some background on this text before we move to what I would consider some thoughts for consideration? Jesus heals a blind man from birth. Before doing so, he answers his disciples' question as to whether the man's sinful behavior caused the man's blindness or whether the man's parents' behavior caused the blindness. Jesus answers the question in a seemingly odd way by simply saying this happened so the power of God could be seen in him. I wish I had a time really to actually unpack that, but I'll do it in another installment or episode of this podcast. But let me finish with the story because there's something that God wants you to know today. Jesus heals the blind man by spitting in the dirt and making mud and placing it on the man's eyes and telling him to go wash in the pool of Siloam. The man received his sight, but his neighbors, those who were around, couldn't believe it. They asked him who healed him, and he tells them right out that it was a man named Jesus that healed him. He explains how Jesus did it. Then uh, the, the neighbors who are not satisfied because it was done on the Sabbath take the man to the Pharisees so that there could be further questions. Uh, the Pharisees ask the same question. A debate actually breaks out. And when the man tells them that Jesus did it, some still ref refused to believe that Jesus actually did it. When they tried to hem the blind man up, he gives the teachers a theological lesson. Uh, when they claim they don't know who really Jesus is or where he comes from, the man says, he healed my eyes and you don't know where he comes from. 
We know that God does not listen to sinners, but he is ready to hear those who worship him and do his will. No one has been able to open blinded eyes before, but Jesus did. If Jesus were not from God, he could not have done it. I, the Pharisees, become offended because this blind man is trying to actually teach them a theological lesson. They call him a sinner and kick him out of the synagogue. Jesus then finds the man, which is the point of the part of the text that I read for you today, and actually has a conversation with him and converts him. Then Jesus states that he came to render judgment, to give sight to the blind, to demonstrate to those who think they can see that they're actually blind. Jesus's responses uh, where are uh, really where we want to spend our time today. Watch this. If you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty, but you remain guilty because you claim you can see. Can I lift up about three points or three different uh, aspects of this particular story that might er er really help you before you begin your day or end your day or start your week or whenever you are actually listening to this particular sermon? The first thing you need to get out of it is that spiritual blindness occurs when the eyes are open, but the mind and the heart are closed. I wish I had time to repeat that, but you'll get it. You'll just rewind it and you'll pick it up in the text. It is clear that the Pharisees are not open to accepting that Jesus is the son of God. From the earlier part of the text that we did not read, we find the Pharisees in an argument about Jesus's salvation. Some think he is saved while others think that he's not. They struggle because they don't know where he comes from. In fact, they refuse to believe that Jesus is the one that conducted the miracle. So they questioned the man several times over it, trying to trip him up. Finally, the man becomes exasperated with them and again repeats exactly what happened. Now, we've got to give this man credit, my brothers and sisters. He did not back down under the intense questioning by the Pharisees. He does not hesitate in telling them who he thinks Jesus is. Perhaps this is another lesson for us. Even under intense scrutiny, interrogation, and doubt, we should not be ashamed to openly disclose who Jesus is to us. But watch this. The ironic part of the text is that the Pharisees have seen the miracles that Jesus has performed, and they have listened presumably to his teaching and preaching in the synagogue, but yet they refuse to open their minds to accept the fact that he is the son of God. Their eyes are witnessing the work, but their minds and their hearts are closed to any revelation by God. Be careful, beloved, being around closed minded people, because in a closed mind, bad stuff can't get pushed out and good stuff can't get let in. That's going to help somebody this week or next week. Next, please understand that spiritual blindness also occurs when arrogance and a false sense of self-sufficiency set in. Say that really fast three times. Earlier in the text, by the tone of the conversation between the man and the Pharisees, we can see that the Pharisees were questioning him from a point of arrogance. Furthermore, from the question posed by the Pharisees when they overheard Jesus's comments to the man uh, and uh, regarding Jesus's purpose and ministry, we can deduce, watch this, that the question was a sarcastic one. Are you saying that we are blind? They were trying to push Jesus in a certain direction 
direction. But watch this. Jesus responds by saying, if you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty, but you remain guilty because you claim you can see. Ooh. In other words, Jesus is stating to them, if you truly did not observe what I had done, then you could not be held accountable. I but watch this. But because you've seen the miracles and heard the messages and you still refuse to believe who I am, then you're actually blind, although you claim you can see. That is, you may have physical eyesight, but spiritually you are blind as a bat. My brothers and sisters, if we're not careful, we can allow arrogance and a false sense of self-sufficiency to cut off our minds and hearts, thus leaving us spiritually blind. Here it is. Don't let the fact that you have obtained a tremendous amount of knowledge make you think you don't need God or you're better than anybody else. Don't let the fact that you have lived a few years and been successful in several endeavors make you think that you're all that and a bag of chips that you don't need need anybody, that you don't need anything, that you don't need God. Watch this. If you ever lapse into that mindset and that thought process, you are spiritually blind and of no benefit to yourself or anyone else. I've got just a few more minutes. Let me lift up one point, actually the high point of the text before I leave. I can tell this is going to be a little past 10 minutes, but hang with me. In the midst of blindness, Jesus cares and cures. This is the high point in the text. Notice the order. The Pharisees question the man intensely when he does not provide the answer that they are wanting. They call him a sinner, one of Jesus's disciples, and expel him from the synagogue. Yet the text tells us that it is Jesus who finds the man. Remember, his blindness has been cured. It has not been restored because prior to this, he had never experienced sight. Remember, he was blind from birth. He does not know who Jesus is at the beginning of this conversation because during the last encounter he was still blind somebody's gonna get this Jesus instructed him to go wash in the pool of Siloam he had never seen Jesus until now notice the order the man gets expelled from the synagogue and Jesus finds him let me suggest that at the time that Jesus finds the man the man although he can see has not yet been converted because he hasn't received his spiritual sight. It's when Jesus asks the man if he believes in the son of man, that the man states that he believes that he receives his spiritual sight. Then Jesus reveals his identity to him. The text states that the man then began worshiping Jesus. Again, my brothers and sisters, notice the order. It was Jesus who cured the man of his physical blindness. And now it's Jesus who seeks uh, after the man, after his expulsion from the synagogue and gives him his spiritual eyesight. It was Jesus who saved the man. It was Jesus who cured the man. Aren't you glad, my brothers and sisters, that you serve a God who cares and cures? Every last one of us was actually like him. We couldn't see. We were blind, although we could physically see. But it's Jesus who sought us, Jesus who captured us, Jesus who who encountered us. And because of that encounter, we can now see. So the question is, before I leave right now, can you see? Have a blessed day.